Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. Lord, it's already been a great day simply because we baptized. I'm so grateful for that, Lord. Not many here know the significance of that moment, God, but you do. I do. But you know it more. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. And I give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in your name. Amen. See, for a long time in the church, the church has had this image that I feel like is rightly earned is that you are here to give to the church. You are, you know, the church, you know, give to the church. You come in and you, you sit, you, you pay, and you pray almost. And if you look at Scripture, that's not how God designed our relationship with Him. Amen? God did not design our relationship with Him to come in and simply just sit down. Amen? God did not design our relationship with him to just come in and exist. He wants an actual relationship with us. He wants an actual time with us. And to show that, he wants to give to us. He's giving to us. And we don't talk about that enough in church. We talk about the things that God does, but we don't talk about the things that God gives to us. We've talked about God giving us freedom. Amen? Remember that? We talked about God giving us freedom. I've been in countries where freedom didn't exist, amen? And, it, and, and I remember coming back to this country and appreciating this country so much more after traveling in those countries, formerly communist countries who have not yet experienced what true freedom is, and we are able to do that because we, this nation was founded upon God. Now, I'm not going to say that we're living for God right now, but I'm just saying it was founded upon God, and therefore we have not only political freedom, but he's also given us spiritual freedom. We also have healing that he's given us. Amen? How many have been healed in the name of Jesus? Amen? I have been healed in the name of Jesus. Wait a minute, Pastor. You mean God heals today? Yes, God heals today. Amen? God heals the brokenhearted. God heals the lame and the leper. God heals the one that needs healing. God heals those who are physically and mentally assaulted by the enemy. God heals and he's given us healing today. Amen? God has given us joy. Amen? God has given us joy. Remember when we talked about this? You're going to go through trials and tribulations, but a true Christian, a true believer can sit back with a smile on their face and I know, say, I know this is only for a moment. Amen? I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? God gives us hope. Amen? A political party is not going to give you hope. They're going to give you indigestion. They're also going to have you give them their money. I don't care what party it is. They're going to try to take money out of your wallet. That's their job. That's what they do. Brothers and sisters, I will tell you today that we have true hope in God. He is the one who gives us hope. He is defined hope. Next, we're talking about this, that God gives us the Holy Ghost. Amen? 
God gives us the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's say that again. God gives us the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. See, there's a difference in the presence of God and the power of God. Amen? And I want to tell you, for those of you who have experienced the power of God, raise your hand because you know what I'm talking about. Amen? You know that you can walk into a room and the atmosphere changes because the power of God that is within you. Amen? You know that when you walk into the room, the enemy goes, uh-oh. You walk into the room and the enemy gets, ready for my southern term, he gets scared. Not of you. He's not scared of you. He's scared of what's inside of you. Amen. Praise God. He has given us the Holy Ghost. Amen. He has given, and the Holy Ghost means authority. The Holy Ghost is the actual presence of God. It is a peace of God. It is part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit resides in us. God has given us the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we found out last week, God gives us grace. Amen. Man, I tell you what, the Lord promised me, Juno. The Lord promised me, Juno. He said, ask what you want, son. And I said, Lord, I want Juno, amen. I want you to give Juno, and I want people to be saved. I want them to be delivered. I want them to be set free. I want them to, to go in the gospel, amen. I want them to walk in the Lord. I want them to walk in the Holy Spirit, amen. I want people... I want people to come to the Lord and not just a casual acquaintance with the Lord, not just a Sunday acquaintance with the Lord, but they wake up on Sunday morning and they go, praise God, I'm alive another day. They wake up Monday morning and they lift their hands in the sanctuary and know that they're with God. They go and wake up Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, speaking in tongues, worshiping God, no matter what comes, no matter what happens, they know, they know, they know know that the spirit of the Lord is upon them. Amen. He gives us grace to boldly approach the throne. Amen. To boldly approach the throne. Amen. Well, today we're going to talk about something even more amazing. We kind of talked about this briefly on Wednesday night. We're going to talk about restoration. Now, this is kind of a an unusual subject, because I don't think we talk about this enough. But I want you to hear this, okay? God restores. What does he need to restore for you? When you have to restore something, that means it was lost. You with me? How many times have you lost something? I hate it when I've lost something, and the first thing somebody asked for me, you know what they asked me? Well, where did you leave it? Okay, well, if I knew that, I would go there. And, of course, I go there, and it's there, but that's beside the point. Okay, that's beside the point. I'm really bad at losing stuff. I lose my glasses. Anybody lose their glasses all the time? I'm going to get GPS on my glasses, Okay. And I, I, I lose the remote, right? You know, have you ever noticed that with the remote control on the TV, it's the one time you don't trust people? It's like, have you seen the remote? No, get up. I want to see. No. Get up out of the chair. I don't trust you. Right? We, I hate losing stuff. Has anybody ever lost money before? 
I lost $100 once. I don't know why I lost $100. I had $100. I don't know about you, but $100 is a lot of money to me, amen? Maybe to, maybe to all you rich people out there, it's not a lot of money, but it's a lot of money to me. And I lost $100, and I cried for days, amen? Because I know that $100, it's not like somebody's going to say, ooh, I found $100. Is this yours? Right? They're not going to do that. They're going to go, oh, praise God, I found $100, Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Have you lost something before and you've missed it? Amen? Brothers and sisters, if you think about it, all of us have actually lost something. Amen? The devil has come after us. He's stolen something. You ever had something stolen from you? Amen? They stole it from you. You've lost it. It is no longer yours. And what, what the worst part of it, a lot of times when we've lost something, it's our fault, isn't it, Brother Josh? It's our fault because we lost it. I made a bad decision. I did something I shouldn't do. And we have a hard time believing that God that would actually restore that, don't we? Because it's my fault. Why would God restore that? Because I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that messed up. I'm the one who caused the error. I did this. Why would God do that for me? Can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? Not only is the God that we serve the God of the second chance, not only is he the God of the second chance, but he's the God of the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance, the sixth chance, the seventh chance, the eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Come on, are you with me so far? 13, 14, 15. He is the God that can restore you. And I'm not talking about the jacket's got to come off. I'm not just talking about forgiving you. I'm talking about restoring you, giving you back that which you have lost. Amen? I want to tell you today that God is a God that is ready to give you back that which is gone. Ooh, pastor, that's awesome. Sometimes I have to amen myself. <laughs> Come on now. We don't feel worthy of that though, do we? We, we feel like, well, no, there's no way God's going to do that. Can I ask you a question? Why wouldn't he? Is he not a God of grace? Is he not a God of goodness? Is he not a God of awesomeness? Is he not a God of love and grace? Amen? If he is not a God of all those things, then who are we serving? Amen? I want to tell you today that whatever you have lost, God stands right now and says, I am ready to give it back to you. Well, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, let's look at the Word of God, amen? Isn't that the best way to figure that out? In Joel chapter 2, verses 25 and 26, can you guys bring that up for me? He says, so I will, let's go to verse 25 for me, please. There you go, thank you. So I will, what's that word? What? You mean that word's in the Bible? You guys know when it's in the Bible, that means it's true, right? Yeah. Oh, pastor, a bunch of men wrote the Bible, and they all agreed. That's how I know it was of God. Amen? They all agreed in everything they said. Everything lines up. Praise God. Don't listen to the lies of the devil to try to get you not to believe the word of God. The word of God is true. The word of God is accurate. And the word of God is for day. So the, uh, the Bible says to I, speaking about God, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Now let me tell you a little something about this story. This is with Joel. Joel the, the Israelites were now in a bad place because they were in captivity in Persia. 
they had done some bad stuff. You know what they did? Before the captivity to Babylon, you know what they were doing? They were going out and they were worshiping other gods. The Lord was so upset about this, he compared, he compared them to an adulterous wife. He compared them, he says, you are having an affair on me, you're sleeping with other people, that's how it feels to me when you're worshiping other gods. As a matter of fact, they weren't just worshiping other gods, they were taking gods and setting them up in the temple and worshiping these other gods. And then what they were doing is they were setting up prostitution in the temple, amen? Horrible stuff, and God, you know, God's a holy God, right? Amen? Is God a holy God? Is God a holy God? Just, and God don't like sin, amen? And God says, you know what, I'm going to have to judge you. I'm going to have to take some things away from you. And that's where some of us are right now. We feel like everything's been taken from us. We're, we don't know, we can't, we can't even look up, we're so down, amen? We feel like everything's been taken from us. And I want to tell you for right now, I want to tell you that God is ready to restore. God is ready to restore. And so they go into captivity. And Joel writes this message. He goes, even though they're in the midst of loss. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we need to get our mind off of the loss and get our mind on him. And, and I want to tell you, that's hard to do. It's hard because, you know, I, I get frustrated. I get angry. I, get, I, get, I look at our situation sometimes and I just kind of stomp my feet and get mad like a toddler. Anybody else do that besides me? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, God, why? Right? And God says, remember your sermon tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, but that doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Grow up, Keith. Sometimes we get mad and we get frustrated. Those are normal emotions, amen? But God says, not only am I going to restore you, right? And this is the cool part. See, being restored is one thing. You ever had a, the bank make an error and they took money out of your account and they realized they made an error and they put the money back in your account? Doesn't that feel pretty good when that happens? Don't you wish they would add an extra zero for your time in trouble? Bank's not going to do that. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust my great army, which I sent among you. All right, you ready? You ready? Listen to this. Not only is he going to restore, but he's going to give back to those years that you lost. The years that you lost, God is going to give back to you. It's going to be like you're a new creation, amen? It's going to be like nothing ever happened. It's going to be like that moment was a memory and nothing else. All of a sudden, you're walking like you've never walked before, and the devil tried to put you down. The devil tried to take you out, and you look back and say, ha, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it because I'm walking in victory. You ever notice somebody who walks in victory, who walks like they've just done something good, amen? Like they just accomplished something. You ever seen them walk? They kind of walk around like this. You know, they're, they're kind of walking around like, yeah, yeah, 
And I'm not talking about it in a prideful way. I don't mean that. I'm just talking about you just feel good about what just happened. Amen? Brothers and sisters, I know it's hard, okay? And I'm not, I'm not trying to put you down. I'm, I'm trying to lift you up here. Quit lurking at your circumstance and think about the moment that God is going to put you on the path to victory because you have overcome. Amen? See, when the locusts come in, when the locusts come in, they eat everything. They eat all the, the food, amen? For some of you, the devil has attacked your livelihood. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody now. Come on, this is speaking to you. The devil's attacked your livelihood. He's attacked your very essence. He's attacked the things that make you alive. And God says, not only am I going to take them out, but then he says in the next verse, he said, you shall eat in plenty, amen? You shall eat in plenty, Amen. Oh, praise God. Praise God. You know I'm getting excited when my voice cracks. Somebody needs to get excited too, amen? He said, you shall eat and plenty. Oh, praise God. Man, it's hard to get past that point right there, eating in plenty. You ever had a meal so big you couldn't eat anymore, but you felt like it would be a sin not to have one more bite? When my mother-in-law was up here this summertime, she had made all these meals, and I was full, and my wife said, don't eat another bite, and I looked at her, and I said, get thee behind me, I will eat. <laughs> I didn't say the Satan part. That would have been bad, amen? <laughs> but I said, I will abide by my mother-in-law's food, praise God, Amen. I gained 20 pounds when she was here. I've lost it since then because I've been responsible for cooking. <laughs> praise God. But not only are you going to eat in plenty, praise God. No, come on now. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Who likes to eat besides me? You can tell that I like to eat. Amen? This is called a successful pastor right here. That's what this is called. Amen? I love to eat. The Bible says you shall eat in Plenty, but it's not just eating. Sometimes you can eat and still be hungry. You know what I'm talking about? You can eat and still be hungry. But the Bible says you shall eat in plenty and be what? Praise God. Where are you guys? Was that, did, did you guys feel what I just felt? Come on now. Be satisfied. Okay, come on, guys. Yeah. Be satisfied, amen? Yeah. Come on. Listen, if I have to break out my pom-poms and do a little cheer, I will, okay? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you really want that, don't you? You really want that. Will it cause you to worship the Lord or laugh? I'm not sure which. Listen, I want you to understand, amen, you're going to be satisfied, amen. The thing that has attached itself to you and brought you down, the Lord says, I'm going to give it back to you, amen. I'm going to take all your trouble, all your pain, all your sorrow, and I'm going to give it back to you, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Wait a minute, Pastor, you don't understand. It's my fault. I did it. Anybody feel like that? I did it, Pastor. I'm the one who caused this, and the Lord's not going to help me. 
Oh man, you couldn't be further from the truth. Tell that to the prodigal son. Come on now. Tell that to the prodigal son. Jesus himself said the father ran to the son. Amen. And he embraced him. And he welcomed him back. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Pray for me. I'm losing, I'm losing my voice. Jesus restored Peter after his denial, amen? Peter literally denied the Lord, but Jesus said, he, he restored him. He says, do you love me, Peter? That was his way of restoring him as the main disciple. I'm telling you today, no matter what you've done, the Lord is ready to restore you. The Lord is ready to restore you. Quit walking in shame. Quit walking in shame. Shame is not from God. Amen. Amen? Listen, and it's time that we as preachers start bringing about shame. We need to reconcile with God. Amen? The Bible says in Psalms 23, he restores restores my soul, amen. Oh, hallelujah. He restores my soul, amen. He restores my soul. If you walk in here and you're down, you walk in here and you're defeated, you walk in here and you're feeling kind of low, it's time to lift your head up and realize your redemption draws nigh, amen. It draws nigh this morning. I want to tell you, if you don't believe that God doesn't seek to restore you, look at the Garden of Eden. Look at the Garden of Eden. Man messed up. It wasn't the woman's fault. She was deceived. The Bible says Adam brought sin into the world. Are you hearing me? Adam brought sin into the world because he worshiped the relationship with Eve more than God. Amen? Adam brought sin into the world. Adam failed God and he was kicked out. But from that moment, God says, I've got to do something. I've got to be reconciled back to man. Hey, Jesus, can you go down and reconcile them? Jesus stood up and said, Dad, I'll go down. I'll die on the cross for them. I'll bleed out. And the Holy Spirit said, if you do that, I will draw them. I will draw them to you. And they all came together and they said, be reconciled to God. Amen. Be reconciled to God. Adam blew it, and immediately God put a plan into place. Actually, the plan was already decided, but he put it into effect. He said, we're going to make this right. He gave us the law to, for, so we could understand what sin was. You see, it's important we understand what sin is because a lot of people, there's no such thing as sin. A lot of people will say, well, this is not a sin. This is not a sin. I don't believe that. I believe you can make your own way. You can't make your own way. There's a holy God, and he is the standard. He is the standard, amen? God is the standard. That does not give us a reason to hate people, though. Come on now. We don't hate based on their sexual preference. Right? Amen? Amen? We, we don't hate because of their skin color. The church for too long has justified itself in all of those things. And I will tell you that the church is wrong. Wrong. Because we should love everybody. We should love 
everybody, amen, just like God loved us, amen, just like God loved us, amen, just like God loved us, amen, and we love everybody. We treat them with respect, amen. Respect has been lost in the house of God because we all think we know better than everybody else. Let me tell you something. None of us know anything about God like we should. We're all learning. I'm learning. Amen. But I want to tell you, when we come into a holy God, and he just, he puts a plan into action, even though you're still suffering from the decisions that you made, God is ready to restore you. I'm going to say that one more time because I don't know if you felt me. God is going to restore you. Amen. Restore you. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. You don't understand. I, I've done drugs and, 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 and I've been in homosexual relationships. God can't restore me. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. God can restore you. Amen. Yeah, Pastor, you don't understand. I, I've, I've done some horrible things. I've, I've, I've done this or I've done that. God can restore you. Here's the, are you ready for this? Here's the great thing. God's not sitting up there with lightning bolts ready to strike you. Amen? That, the time of judgment is not right now. It's coming. I'm not going to lie to you. The judgment's coming. Amen? The judgment of God is coming, but it's not right this moment. God is putting a hand out and say, come on. You know when somebody's trying to lift you up and they lean down and they try to pick you up? Yeah. I can't do that because my back hurts. But not God. God reaches down and he says, come on. We're going to do this together. I'm going to lift you up because you don't have the strength to do it on your own. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift you up and I'm going to carry you, amen. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to love on you, amen. See, David talked about this. He took me out of the miry clay, out of the pit, and he set me on the solid rock. Amen. Brothers and sisters, he restores this morning. Amen. He restores this morning. You can't just look at what you've done. You can't look at where you are now. You can only look at what God's going to do in your life. You got to look at what God's going to do in your life. Amen. There are people that come to church and then they leave church for whatever reason, like whether it be sin or whatever, it doesn't really matter. We restore those, amen? We restore those to the church. We restore people. We restore the gospel, amen? I want to tell you whatever you've gone through today, there is a healing God here today that is ready to extend his hand and he says two words to you. Are you ready? Two words. He says two words to you right now. Are you ready for this? He says, come home. Amen. Come on now. Come home. Come home. I remember one time I, I was away from the house at my grandmother's. I don't know what I was doing. I was probably doing something stupid to be honest with you. And she looked at me and she said, come home. And I went home and she hugged me. You know, grandma's hug is the best hug in the world, right? Grandma's hug can heal anything, right? Grandma's hug actually has healing powers through it. Amen? It healed my boo-boo. Whatever it was, it healed it, right? Because I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm good. And she says, come here, baby. Let me fix you something to eat. 
And then she really had me right there. Because she made me some cornbread and some black eyed peas and some turnip greens. Now, if you don't know what that is, God help you, but we're going to get through this. Amen? She made me some food, and I was sitting there eating it. She goes, are you okay? Almost. I just need one more helping, and I think I'll be okay. <laughs> she goes, okay, baby, here you go. Here you go. And, she's, and after that helping, are you okay? Almost. Maybe one more helping. And I ate till I was satisfied, amen. I was, I was eating me some, some turnip greens and black-eyed peas and pan-frying cornbread. Now, again, if you don't know what that is, I'll, you'll get saved one day. It's all right. We're going to work on that, amen. But then she made something that she made something called mac and cheese. And really, it should have been cheese and mac, okay, because it was just cheesy. When you picked it up off the fork, the cheese would hang down, and I just and it was steaming. I'm hungry now. We're going to go off this. The point that I'm trying to say is I ate till I was satisfied, amen. Some of you are ready to eat until you're satisfied. Hallelujah. We're going to eat until we're satisfied, Sister, Sister Janice, amen? We're going to eat. I love going over to Erford's house because they always have food. <laughs> and they, they said, Pastor, eat. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm with you. And then they say, Pastor, remember you have to pray because I already forgot because I was hungry, amen? Man, when you, if you invite me over to your house, it better be for some food, okay? I'm going to just tell you that right now, praise God, because I love to eat when we come to the Father's house. Mm. We may not be eating physical food, although we do sometimes. But we're eating spiritual food today. We're eating some spiritual food that comes at us. And we got the bread of life. You know what the bread of life is, right? We got the bread of life in Jesus. We got the new wine, which is Jesus. Amen? And we're breaking it together, and we're eating it, we're consuming it, and we're being filled, and we're being satisfied. We got the fish, which is Jesus. You know Jesus was a fisherman, right? I mean, well, he wasn't a fisherman, but he loved to fish, and his disciples were fishermen too, right? And so Jesus had the fish, right? Jesus knew how to fish, which separates me from him because I don't know how to do that. People take me fishing, and they go, wow, do you even know what you're doing? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but they don't ask me anymore. <laughs> we're going to eat till we're satisfied, brothers and sisters. And then everything that you've gone through, God's going to give you those years that you were in waste back. I can't emphasize enough. Those years that you went through and you suffered and you felt like there was no hope, there is a hope. There is a hope. There is a hope. Amen. Now, this is where it's going to get really good. You thought this last part was good. I'm going to tell you, no, that was just good preaching. Here it's going to get really good because the word of God actually gets a little bit more. This is actually goes up in verse 21. Let's go to that. We're going to go before that. He says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice. Man, what if God's people were glad and rejoiced instead of being a bunch of grumpy grumps? Come on now. <laughs> Come on, smile. Let me see your teeth. Let me see your teeth. Okay, amen. Good. Some of you are willing to show me, and some of you are still grumpy grumps. For the Lord has done okay things. 
Man, marvelous, right? Marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beast of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the tree bears its fruit. Can I tell you what that means? That means the Lord is about to do something. Come on, don't just sit there and go, oh, well. No, 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 no. the Lord's about to do something. The Lord's about to do something, amen? You know what you got to do? You know what you got to do with fruit? If you go to pick berries, I'm not talking about going down to Fred Meyer's and paying $80 million for that little container. I'm talking about going down the road where the bears are. You're fighting the bears, and you're bending down, and you're getting the berries, right? Amen? I'm just going to tell you, if you go out to the road and you're getting berries, you're a lot braver than I am, okay? I'm just going to tell you that straight up. But you're down on the ground and you're getting berries, and but you have to work for it, amen? You have to grab it, amen? Does the berry just jump into your, puck, or your bucket? Does it just jump in there? No, you've got to bend down and you've got to reach for it, amen? Brothers and sisters, the gift of God is there, but you've got to ask for it. You've got to go get it, amen? You've got to get the berry, amen? Praise God. Somebody needs to make me a blueberry cobbler. I just spoke that. I just felt the Lord. Maybe not the Lord. Maybe it was me. Then he says this. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. So this is the part that I like. Verse 23. He says, be glad then, you children of Zion. There's that word glad again. That means you got to smile. Everybody smile. Amen. Praise God. You guys make me laugh. <laughs> smile for me. I'm not going to do it. You told me to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I will threaten you to tell, I will tell a bad dad joke. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. All right, I'm going to do a little cheer in a second. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice. Rejoice, right? And the Lord, your God, for he has given you the former rain. What's that word? You know what faithful means? When somebody's faithful to you, it means they're faithful when you're not faithful. You guys know that, right? Has everybody been perfectly faithful to the Lord this week? Has anybody else been perfect? God is still faithful. God is still faithful. I'm not talking about living a life of rebellion and doing what you want and expect to come into God and receive blessing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are trying. Amen. If you're trying, if you're trying, then that's all you can do, amen? The Spirit of God has to do the rest. A lot of times we like to say, but God, I failed. And God's yes, but my grace is sufficient for thee. Amen. Come on now. His grace is sufficient when we fail, amen? As a matter of fact, I remember my son telling me this one time. He says, Dad, I let you down failed you. And I said, well, of course you did. 
He goes, oh, you think I'm a failure? I said, oh, no, no, I know you are. Because there's no way at your age that you could know this. And if you were perfect, I could never be there for you the way that you need me to be. And we wouldn't have a relationship because you wouldn't need me. And it clicked in his mind. He's like, wow. But I just wanted you to be proud of me. I said, how you act or what you do has no determination on how proud of you I am. You're my son. I'm going to be proud of you. You can be a knucklehead and I'd still be proud of you. That has nothing to do with anything. But how I feel about you is not based on what you've done. It's our relationship with one another. I need you and you need me. Amen? You understand that about our kids, right? You understand that about our kids, right? I'm going to put a little plug here. Parents, people of the church, Will you help me out and adopt some of the kids in the church? No, here's what I mean by adopt. I'm not talking about anything formal or anything like that. But will you look out for the kids of the church? Will you pray for the kids in our church? If, if they need someone to hug, will you hug them in a way that's appropriate? Will you do that? Will you, can we as a church help mom and dad love the kids and make them feel like they're not having to do it by themselves? Amen? Come on now. It's okay to hug the kids. Amen? I was, one of my favorite things is, is some of the kids is, you know, they come in and they jump in my arms. And I love that, man. I, I just think that's the awesome thing in the world. And, and uh, we pretend who can hug the hardest. And, and uh, I let them win. Don't tell them that. And uh, they take all my breath. <laughs> but I love that because I want them to know that pastor loves them. But they need to know that you love them as well. Amen. They need to know that you love them. Don't just, don't just say, Mary, that's your job, or Pastor, that's your job. No, it's our job as a church, amen? It's our job as a church, amen? Let me get back to where I was. I want to tell you this morning that the Lord allows us to fail so that he can be there for us because sometimes we do things that we want to do, don't we? We think we know better, don't we? We think that we understand how things are to be done, and we don't know anything. God sees the big picture, and we see nothing, amen? And the Lord says, okay, you're going to fail, but when you do, I'm going to put you back. I'm going to take care of you, amen? I'm going to bring the former rain faithfully, and I will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month, you may feel like you are in a dry place right now, amen? You may feel like you're thirsty, and nothing can and quench that. You may feel like you can't go anywhere or do anything, but I want to tell you right now, I'm going to prophesy over you, and I want to tell you that the former rain, the first rain is what sets up the harvest, and then there's the latter rain, which brings in the harvest, amen? The harvest is coming back to your life, amen? The harvest is coming back to your life. The harvest is coming. The things that you lost, here's the thing. Whatever you've lost, not only is God going to give it back to you, but it's going to be better. Amen. Better. Hallelujah. Better. Hallelujah. Better. Wait a minute, Pastor. That doesn't make any sense. Remember, I told you that I messed up. But that's the awesomeness of God. 
That's the awesomeness of God to restore. Isn't that awesome? We, is anybody else struggling to grab? I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm struggling to, to convey it. Because it's a hard concept that a God would love me so much knowing that I would fail. You know that, right? God knew that you would fail? Is that a secret? Did nobody know that? And see, this is what we do. You know what we like to do when we fail? The first thing we do is we withdraw, don't we? And we hide like Adam and Eve, don't we? Man, we're, we're Adam and Eve all over again. And then, like Adam, we blame somebody else, don't we? It's her fault. I probably shouldn't point at my wife. <laughs> I mean, it technically is her fault. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we blame somebody else for our mistake, right? Like when I was missing something, missing my glasses, I, say, I told my wife, I said, why do you always move my stuff? And it was right where I put it. All the wives are going, yeah, we know. Amen. We blame everybody else, but God says, God is ready to restore. He's ready to give back. We got to just get back our back. We got to get past, if I can talk right, our pride. Because we like to hide, as I said, and we don't want to tell anybody. You know what the Bible says in James chapter 5? Confess. To one another. Oh, that's in the Bible, just to make sure you guys understand that, right? Confess to one another. In other words, to tell each other what you did wrong. And you know what the Bible says after that? He says, and you will be healed. Healed. But somehow in the church, because we're so afraid somebody's going to talk about us, which has happened, we're so afraid that there's going to be gossip on Facebook, Sister So-and-So or Mr. So-and-So did this, can you believe there's a Christian? Listen, if you followed me around for any length of time, there'd be times that you question my salvation, amen? Because we all mess up. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But I have something that I know gets me through. It is called grace, amen? It doesn't give me an excuse to sin. It gives me something to hold on to that when I mess up, God says, it's okay. We're going to repair the damage that you just did because that was not very smart. Anybody had God be very honest with them? <laughs> you know, that was not very smart, Keith. <laughs> it hurts, doesn't it? But we got to get to a point where we're willing to admit. And when we do that, when we do that, he begins to send the rain. You know what rain does? The first rain softens the ground. Softens the ground. Some of us are so hard-hearted because of things that we've gone through that the rain needs to soften us up a little bit. You know what happens when the ground begins to soften up? is the water begins to go down in the soil and it begins to bring the soil back to life. See, I've watched some of you. I've watched some of you, if you come to church, I've watched how the Lord penetrate that hardened heart 
where you're like, no, God, I'm mad at you. And God's like, watch this. <laughs> and they're like, I'm sorry, God. And the tears flow. Man, I love it when God does that. Amen. I love, man, some of, some, of, some of you have been Christians for a long time, need some time in the altar to remember what that feels like instead of our new Christians, amen? The first ring comes and it softens the start, and then that second ring comes and brings back the fruit. Man, the fruit, the fruit, the fruit, amen? The fruit of what God is going to do in your life. I remember this old song. I know that you don't know it, but I remember this old song. It's old time Church of God. It goes, I feel the rain. I feel the rain. I feel it falling down on me. I feel the rain. I feel the rain. I feel it falling down on me. Well, it's the former and the latter rain together. And I'm not talking about the weather. I don't know where he got that line, but it's still pretty good. The Holy Ghost rain is falling down on me. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I feel a rain cloud coming to the Juneau Glacier Valley Church of God this morning, amen? I feel a rain cloud coming this morning, amen? I want to tell you this morning that God seeks to restore to the time before the fall, the time that man messed up. God wants to seek to restore that relationship with you. It is time for you to come out of the shadow, amen? It is time for you to come out of the bushes, amen? It is time for you to come out of hiding and embrace that moment with God and say, God, here I am, here I am, cleanse me, cleanse me. We have two reactions to God. When he comes up, when he shows up, we can act like Adam, we hide in the bushes. We can act like Isaiah and say, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live in a clan of un or land of unclean people. He repented before the Lord. Which one are you this morning? See, the thing about being restored, come on up, Julie. And the worship team, come on up, please. The thing about restoration is it begins with repentance. See, that's, that's the hard part because we don't like to admit we're wrong, do we? Does anybody here like to admit when they're wrong? I'm going to give you a little secret about me. I hate it. I hate it. I hate being wrong. I hate it, but occasionally, once every five years, I am. Once every five minutes, I am. Wouldn't it be great if we gave ourselves to the Lord this morning and he began to restore us? Yeah. What do you need restoration for in your life? What do you need restoration for you? What is, what is the devil? What is the devil taken from you? What is the devil taken from you? What is, I'm going to tell you the biggest thing that he's taken from you is your relationship with God. He's taken that. It's time to get that back, amen. You know the cool thing? Here's the cool thing. If you're walking away from God, all it takes
you're here to try to find him. You're not searching for him. No, God is everywhere, so he's right there. All you got to do is just turn around, and he's there. Who needs to turn around today? Who needs to turn around today and give themselves back to God? Would you stand, please? listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.